0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. And through all the ups and downs of the economy, the changes in the world, we continue to stream stories of leadership, entrepreneurship, and how people are with the economy, and hopefully in very successful ways. Uh, every week, we like to check in with Mark Furman from the law firm of Tarlow, Breed, Hart, and Rogers. And this week, he has sent, uh, we hope, someone better than himself, Melissa Sidney, partner at Tarlow Breed and Hart and Rogers for our segment, Entrepreneurship and the Law. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Thanks, Jeffrey. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, great. Well, you're different than Mark. He's a litigator, and he works a lot in, you know, corporate law, but you're doing a lot of estate planning, and then boy, oh boy, you know, that just seems to be the hottest topic I hear about today. Transitions, estate planning, you know, how to protect families, protecting families, Boy. I mean, already I've opened up a lot of can of worms. So I'll let you tell us what you're doing and what you see that's happening in this economy.
1: Great. Thanks, Jeffrey. So um, earlier this month, Governor Maura Healy passed a law changing the estate tax exemption amount here in Massachusetts. So instead of a $1 million exemption, we now have a $2 million exemption amount. And for estates that are more that are smaller, that will be a big change and save them money in estate taxes that can instead go to their families. I think the bigger issue is really on the federal side where right now we have this huge expanded exemption amount, which is in 2023, 12.92 million per person. At the end of 2025, that amount is going to be cut in half. So instead of approximately $13 million a person, it's going to be $6.5 million a person. So for those individuals with significant wealth, family businesses, other types of assets, now is really the time to start planning. Because once that exemption amount changes, we don't know if and when it will ever go back up. So now is really the time to start planning.
0: Well, I would agree with that, especially entrepreneurs that have businesses where they have a lot of assets in their business, and that's not unusual for baby boomers. But you know, the other problem, and I know you see this probably a lot more than I do, is uh, people don't know how long they're going to live and what it's going to cost to live. And you know, healthcare in this country is prohibitive, and it's wiped out a lot of families as they get older as well. So, how do you sort of plan? with a crystal ball when you know that crystal ball is not clear?
1: That's a great question. And I always joke about having a very cloudy crystal ball because every time I tried to guess what Congress is gonna do with respect to the estate tax laws, I've been totally wrong. So I really understand planning with a cloudy crystal ball. And my goal when I work with my clients is to build as much flexibility into the estate plan as possible. So that way we can we cannot, as planners, anticipate every possible thing that's going to happen in the future. We can make the estate plan flexible so that way it can more easily navigate whatever is happening in the future and adapt to the needs of the family.
0: Well, I don't know if you have this answer for me. It just popped into my head do you find in today's world because you know the, your, your age difference from me and how you've been you know what you do that uh there's a difference between on average of how the female leader of the family deals with these things versus a male leader is there more flexibility more feeling about transferring do you notice differences in this
1: i do notice some differences i have many more female clients who are CEOs and, you know, the ones who've really generated wealth for the family. And they're more, they tend to be more focused on providing for their children than providing for their spouses, which is interesting to see compared to some of my male clients who think more holistically. And I think a lot of it also depends on whether it's a first, second or third marriage Um, that can also kind of, color a client's perspective.
0: You know, you also see that in generalizing uh, studies of leadership, that female leaders tend to think more about communication and participation and buy-in from their executive team than male leaders. Male leaders tend to be more focused on what they want to do and their vision for the company on average. So it, it maybe it's, you know, I don't know, nature, nurture, how, you know, I can't, I can't say for sure. I, I'm not that powerful, but it clearly women are a little bit more connected to what goes on outside of themselves than men do on average. And so you're seeing that as well.
1: Yes. And I think I, you know, I think that some of my female clients, especially the ones who are the real money makers in the family, they're, they're really focused on pushing wealth down, not, somewhat to the exclusion of their spouses. You know, they feel like their spouse has enough, they're okay, and they really want to think about, okay, how do I get the funds to the next generation?
0: Well, I can reverse that and pretend you were talking about me. I, I, you know, I sort of feel like like my window is closing. And if I could simplify my life, I could simplify it and live on a much more minimal existence. That's what my father taught me. And when I look at my kids and my grandchildren, I have no idea how much they're going to need. They're clearly going to need probably a lot more than I than I needed. Uh, and the world's getting more expensive. So I understand that whole idea of looking at them versus, let's say, looking at me as the spouse. Uh, mm. If someone said to me, you have to downsize your living and your expenses, I'd go fine. You know, as long as I'm healthy and I can get out and do the things I like to do, Uh that would work for me. But I have no idea what the world's going to cost my children and my grandchildren. So I can see that.
1: No, and i that's a great point. And one conversation I have with clients all the time is, is I want to make sure that my children have enough to live on, enough where they can be productive members of society and enough that they can make choices that aren't necessarily professionally that are not motivated by money. So to have the flexibility to do something that makes less money to go into teaching or social work, a career where you're not going to earn as much as in other professions, but at the same time, you know, not have so much there that they don't feel motivated to work.
0: So I, I, I'd like to go back to the first thing you said about Massachusetts increasing uh, the allotment. And, you know, I don't know if that was done because, you know, that's, the right political thing to do, or was it the political thing? But I know a lot of people who have relocated to Florida because they don't want to pay taxes. And it has created somewhat of a, I don't know how large a financial drain out of Massachusetts of assets. Was this a political move to try to keep money in Massachusetts?
1: I'm assuming it was a political move, especially since it happens so close in time to the implementation of the Massachusetts millionaire's tax. And, Um, starting this year, both for the the Massachusetts estate tax exemption amount and also the Massachusetts millionaire's tax. As of January 1, for the millionaire's tax, any individual taxpayer here in Massachusetts who has income that exceeds a million dollars will be charged a 4% surtax on any amount over a million dollars. And for really high earners that are in the state, they're looking to their options and seeing what other jurisdictions are more tax friendly. And I think that the increase in the exemption amount is a response to that. In my opinion, that isn't going to move the needle really. For people who are really affluent, saving, you know, $100,000 or $200,000 on estate taxes compared to a 4% tax that they're going to have to pay on an annual basis doesn't change the big picture.
0: Well, I agree. And, you know, it's a problem because if you look at Massachusetts as a great entrepreneurial state, maybe the best entrepreneurial state in the union, we've been planting seeds and growing a lot of trees, being millionaires. But when the trees get mature, if they're uprooting and moving the tree to another state, It sort of defeats all that investment that the state has made in its infrastructure for a generation. And it would be nice to see them be able to retain a lot of these people.
1: I completely agree with you. And um, I would have liked to have seen the state have a larger exemption amount. We are one of the worst states in the country to die in right now, even with this $2 million exemption amount and people who have money They know that and they know what their options are. And they look to reside in other states that are more tax friendly compared to Massachusetts.
0: Problem is, I like it here.
1: (laughs) It's great here. It's great here. And I have clients who say, you know what? I love spending five and a half months here.
0: I love I love being here, but I also uh, I have to admit, I like the medical system here.
1: That that is a big thing I see as well, even with my clients who relocate to Florida. As soon as there is a major medical issue, they come back to Massachusetts.
0: Well, I think it's all very interesting. And clearly, this is a structure and infrastructure that's going to be constantly changing. We appreciate Mark, you know, pointing us back at you. You've been a regular on the show. We hope you come back again through the year to talk about these things as they change, because these are topics all entrepreneurs talk to me about. Uh, if somebody's interested in contacting you, how would they find you?
1: They can reach me at M-S-Y-D-N-E-Y at T as in Tom, B as in boy, H as in heart, R as in roger-law.com.
0: Well, I want to thank you again for being on this segment, Entrepreneurship and the Law, sponsored by Tarlo Breed, Hart and Rogers. I don't even know if you knew that you were sponsoring these segments. And uh, we're going to have, Melissa or whomever from Breed back on Radio Entrepreneurs next week. So tune in.